Fourth floor, anti-inflammatories department. When the murder hornets entered the country just a couple hours north of here, I thought to myself, wonder how they found me. Then the quote-unquote good news broke that many of them had been successfully vacuumed out of the first three nests the authorities discovered, but I'm thinking many is neither most nor all. How is this good news? I'm not sure it's a great idea to tell this next story. It contains no moral, no epiphany. It's just a horrible thing that happened to me when I was nine. But it does come full circle with a nice little punchline at the end, courtesy of my fourth grade teacher. Thank you, Mrs. Barry. I'm Jeff Hoyt. This is Hoytus Interruptus. I have a complicated relationship with the Hymenoptera family, bees, wasps, and hornets. I understand why bees are important. I support their survival as a species. Or I should say, I eventually came around to it. But for a long time when I was a kid, and even into young adulthood, before I could fully grasp the place of the bee in the great circle of life, all stinging insects were kind of my sworn enemy and through no fault of their own, of course. One day, while growing up in northern Indiana, I was leading my sister and cousin through the woods on a hilltop behind our house when we came upon a gap in the path. The ground looked like it had fallen away, but I knew that with a good running start, I could easily clear the distance to the other side. There was just one problem. In the bottom of the hole, about three feet below the trail, was a teeming hive of ground hornets. But they were down there, and I was up here, so they were of no consequence to my indestructible nine-year-old self. I backed up, ran forward, and launched. Turns out, the ground on the other side wasn't as solid as I thought it was. My foot landed, the dirt crumbled, and I slid straight down right into the nest. The hornets then did what they would do in that situation. Defend the homeland! Instantly, they swarmed around my face and torso, flying under my shirt as I flailed away with my arms like one of those waving inflatable tube guys you see outside car dealerships. I put that picture in your mind to soften you up for the next one. As I felt the hornets begin to sting me, I started screaming, leaving a nice, warm, cave-like opening for them to fly inside and explore, which they did. And you're welcome for helping you conjure that image. Why did I not jump out of the hole and run like the wind or roll on the ground? Good question, and I have no answer. My sister and cousin ran for help while I just stood there and freaked the fuck out. At least it paid off because one of the dads in the neighborhood heard me from down below. He took off running up the hill. Soon as he saw what was going on, he pulled off his jacket and waved it to scatter the hornets. Then he wrapped me up in it and carried me down the hill into his backyard, where he turned on the hose and sprayed me down like he was putting out a fire. That part is very foggy. I'm sure I was in shock. I was stung over a hundred times including in some particularly painful locations I won't detail here for you. My rescuer was stung about 50 times himself. Dude saved my life. 
and he was in trouble that night at the hospital. Damn near didn't make it, but he pulled through. It was a near thing. As for myself, I, um, I swole up real good. I am so glad there are no pictures. I was home from school for a full two weeks, and my classmates eagerly signed up for Take Jeff His Homework Duty so they could step right up and see the amazing balloon boy. See what I mean about this story? It's just a shitty thing that happened. But then, along comes the punchline. Fast forward three months. I'm back in my fourth grade classroom, and life has returned to normal. Until one day, Mrs. Barry has an announcement. Class, I'm sending you home with permission slips for your parents to sign. We have a field trip coming up. We're going to visit a bee farm. Now I'm sitting in the back of the class, and I can still see every face in the room turning as one to look back and catch my reaction, as if my face would swell to twice its normal size at the mere suggestion of visiting a bee farm. Then Mrs. Barry says, Now, Jeff, it's completely safe. I've taken classes on this same trip for 20 years, and no student has ever been stung. This could be helpful for you. To which I wish I'd replied, 20 years, huh? Sounds to me like you're due. I don't remember why I went on that field trip. I don't remember pressure to go. But maybe when your peers have seen you at your most vulnerable, it's natural, even at nine years old, to want to push past it. Because somehow, I wound up on the bus. First thing I saw as we arrived... A beekeeper on a stepladder covered in bees. Okay, maybe I'll just stay on the bus. Thank you. But no, Mrs. Barry seemed intent on helping me past my hard-earned fear. She led us off the bus and into a field strewn with box hives, bees busily buzzing around every one. My first instinct was to stand at the back of the pack. But what if the bees spotted me and ran me down like a cheetah picking off an injured antelope? After taking way longer than necessary to tell us everything about bees and hives, the keeper opened one of the boxes and slid out a frame covered in bees and started pulling out the harmless drones to place in our cupped hands. Why I let him put one in my hand I'll never know, but as soon as I felt it touch my skin, I jerked my hand open and started grabbing at my clothes. This startled a couple of watchful females, which then flew into my curly hair and officially brought Mrs. Barry's 20-year bee farm field trip sting-free safety record to a screeching halt. And I do mean screeching. I have long since come to peace with the bees and wasps and yellow jackets I share this planet with. But I've got my eyes on you, murder hornets. From an island in the upper left-hand corner of the lower 48, that's Hoytus Interruptus. I'm Jeff Hoyt. Whoa.